0: Hey everyone, it is Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We want to thank the following people for going to patreoncom Saturday Morning Cartoons and supporting our show. So a huge thank you to Derek Haynes, Dr. Jason Woods, Jamal Newman, Melanie Harker, Allison Keane, the one
1: and only Sean Paul Ellis,
0: and the amazing Dave
1: Trumbore. Oh, thank you so much. Now, it might sound kind of weird that we are thanking some familiar people and ourselves in this list, but we want to let you listeners out there know that we are not just asking you to support us through Patreon we are actually putting our hard-end dollars uh, into the show as well. So we just want to say thank you to those who have supported, and for anyone who can't but would like to help help out the show in some way, feel free to share our Patreon page within your social media circles. It would really help a lot. So thank you,
0: guys. We appreciate you going to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons to sponsor and support our podcast. And now, on with the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the planet Melmac, I'll be your co-host Dave Trumbore. Joining me as always, it's Spee, also known as Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, Sean? David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I think I've called you Spee in a long time. Like, since college time. It's been, it's a, time. been a while. It's been a while, huh? Eh? Is that what your name's actually short for? Is it Sean Paul Ellis, or is it something else? Are you, like, masking that to be incognito no man it's a hundred percent sean paul ellis oh, okay that's kind of boring i thought maybe you were like some weird like illegal alien immigrant or something here and under false pretenses
0: i feel like this is taking a weird turn oh, i definitely a u.s citizen i am not a reggae superstar okay. i haven't
1: seen his birth certificates just throwing that Is
0: that there. really what you're so concerned about
1: it's hard to tell these days is it though <laughs> Hey, Dave. What up? What
0: up?
1: This is is Jamal Newman. um, Thanks for having
2: me on here to co-host. We're here with our guest, uh, Sean Paul Ellis Spee.
0: Jamal, Jamal, Jamal. I'm doing well,
2: buddy. How about yourself?
0: (laughs) Just doing great. Uh,
1: (laughs) I'm glad we warmed the mics up for Jamal. Jamal, come in and save us from this terrible opening uh, for what might be a terrible show. Not our show, of course, but the show we're talking about tonight. So, Jamal, you were here because you suggested tonight's series. What are we watching tonight? What the hell am I talking about?
2: We're watching um, Gordon Shumway, mm-hmm. a.k.a. ALF, his animated <laughs> series.
0: Gordon Shumway. 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 S-H-U-M-A. Was there, was there a point, though, watching this show where you thought that they said Gordon Chumpway? Nope. I thought they said Shamway. I thought they
1: said ShamWow. Sham- 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 yeah. Gordon was- ShamWow. Yeah. yeah,
0: Gordon Shamway.
1: No, I remember this from the original series, the live-action series. He would go by Wait. Gordon Shumway. His like his alias was Gordon Shumway.
0: Wait, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do that, that was my biggest question for tonight. It was I do not remember him actually having a name other than Alf on the live action. And so to hear him referred to as Gordon Shumway, I was like that this doesn't seem this seems weird. It seems like I was concerned that maybe the cartoon had tried to like fill in the gaps and been like, well, we can't have everybody named Alf on Melmac, so we're going to give him a name that sounds like he's from the Jersey Shore. And And we get Gordon (sighs) Shumway. But we're going to put it in a setting where it feels like it's the 50s or the 60s, but clearly, everybody dresses like they're on the beach in the '80s and has hairstyle like they were Johnny Depp in the movie *Cry Baby*. Nobody has pants. So in the yeah. live
2: action one, uh, I believe the father refers to him as Gordon more than anyone else in the series. Really? I believe, like especially when they do, because I've watched a lot of the live action, and I believe there's a lot of times when they're doing the heart to heart talks with the elf. Yeah. like "Don't <coughs> do this kind of stuff." Don't thing eat again. the cats and, like, and stop doing Look. cocaine. Yeah. yeah. He's like, "Look, Gordon." Like He like set, settles them down, like sits them down, and is like, Look, Gordon, almost like he's talking to his son. But everyone else calls him Alf in the house,
1: okay? Which is short for alien life form, thank you, sir. <laughs> and of course, they're not gonna like call all other <laughs> same aliens, like they're all the same species of, of people, uh, creatures, aliens on Melmac. So they're not gonna call them Alf's alien life forms. That's just like the thing that stuck. But I remember Gordon Shumway from the live action because when. Whenever anybody would stop by, and he would like introduce his, himself as Gordon Shumway. Sometimes he'd be in like a hat and a trench coat, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Ah, uh, like passable was as human. at some point yeah. tonight,
0: yeah, in one of the episodes.
2: Yeah. Which, by the way, apparently back then, I remember a hat and a trench coat. You're a
1: different person. Now. Yeah, totally different person. You <laughs> can be anybody. Good.
0: Different time, different place. Completely uh, different. Different amount of exposure. Happened a lot, you in, could say, in Times Square. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. from what I remember.
1: Uh, yeah, so let's go back to the 80s for a little bit. Sean's going to walk us through the history of uh, this particular cartoon tonight.
0: So, ALF, the animated series, also known as ALF on Melmac, was a spin-off based on the live-action sitcom ALF. It was a 30-minute Saturday morning animated series that aired for 26 episodes on NBC from 1987 to 1989. ALF Tales was a spin-off from the series that also ran on NBC on Saturdays from eighty eight to eighty-nine. Paul Fusco, who is best known for the as the voice creator and puppeteer of Alf, also voiced the role in the cartoon, which I thought was pretty cool. Like you I you know we've run into this a couple times where we've had either like movies or live action that has then been animated and they don't get the original voice actor who feels like it's so essential. And they make that key mistake where they're just like, you know, we'll get somebody that sounds like Jim Carrey. And you're mm. like, yeah, no, that's not
3: going to. That's how you get maybe the dip. Just,
0: yeah, maybe that's exactly how you get the dip. Yeah, that's why I stopped watching the
2: animated Fire Marshall Bill. God, <laughs> I wish that was a real get, thing.
3: They didn't get Jim
0: Carrey. <laughs> that animated Homie the Clown yeah. did not have any of the Waynes brothers. Not, and there's, there's a bunch a of them that they could have get. There's a lot. And they're not back. all working, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, but at the same time. What a great show that was. I really want... I would, I, would, I would 100% right now say if they did an animated version of In Living Color, I would watch the shit out of that. That would be phenomenal. I'm upset that they didn't reboot it two, three years ago when they said that they were going to.
2: Wow, there's a lot of politics and I feel like that's a whole other podcast episode. All right,
1: fair enough. Yeah, I was going to say variety show. Uh, cartoon animated variety show. I don't think we've seen for a while. It's been a long time.
0: I, I do want to take two seconds though and acknowledge that we had a live action alf Mm -hmm. we had alf the animated series or alf on melmac Mm -hmm. which clearly is is talking about uh our our buddy gordon's life on the actual planet melmac and then for anybody who was just like "Eh, alf tales kind of sounds familiar they essentially went with a model of fractured fairy tales just always starring alf as sort of one of the the key or leading roles that sort of helped kids like tell a tale or a story Alf Tales went for two fucking seasons. Hmm. Was it good? They I guess needed, we'll watch a lot as of as they needed more No, you know no. what? Next time we do, <laughs> next time we do one of these things, or like Jamal, buddy, what's a show that you really want to watch? Something that you love, that's near and dear to your heart. And I guarantee Jamal is gonna be like, "Let's get into Alf Tales. Let's straight up get into Alf Tales." I was thinking of Alf Tales or Naruto, and you know, Alf Tales is winning out for me this time. Well. ALF won out this time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so probably went out again. Do you want to tell us about this, Jamal? <laughs> what, the
2: story of my realization that you haven't done Naruto? The story. And, no, it should be the story of why we're talking about ALF tonight. We're talking about ALF tonight because I was under the impression that you've done Naruto, which is my actual favorite cartoon slash anime. And so only after asking to do this and you guys confirming was I like... I probably should have asked about Naruto, but I didn't until finding out now, t- today, that I hadn't done it.
0: I think the funny thing is, is that we could have abandoned this at any point in time. Yep. and we, Because I know Dave has watched a shit ton of Naruto, and I have read and watched a shit ton of Naruto. And you've watched all of it, all and of it. read all of it. And read all and of it. And we could have gotten into a real deep discussion. But guys, we decided to talk... I had, had girlfriends in college
2: angry that I'd wake up early and, and read a manga episode at five in the morning.
1: I feel like they would have the been angrier if you were waking up to watch Alf, though. Or just more Probably. confused, at least. <laughs> oh, maybe. We also have Alf in the studio. I'm not sure if you guys are aware. But he Gordon actually stopped Shumway, by. please. Hey, Gordon Shumway, sorry, I didn't mean to give away your <laughs> alias. It's just about respect,
3: Bill. Is that a Rodney Dangerfield?
0: Is that, is that Gordon, some a, way, as? Alf slash Rodney Gordon had a
1: lot of Rodney Dangerfield going for him, which I, I liked at times, and other times it was too much. I actually prefer no respect. Jamal's version. Of it. <laughs> so, if you guys have no clue what we're actually talking about here, here's the what synopsis this for this show for everybody who's just like really confused and frustrated <sighs> right now. So, the show's actually Thank a prequel you. to the live action sitcom Alf, and it depicts Alf's life back on his home planet of Melmick like Sean said, resembling a 1950s or 60s small town. Since the name ALF was actually an acronym short for alien life form, and only given to Gordon Shumway later on Earth, ALF is never actually used in the animated series, except for in its title, so you know what the hell you're watching. ALF would always be referred to as Gordon, his true name, or Gordo, by his friends Rick and Skip. In nearly every episode, uh, a live action ALF would appear at the introduction and conclusion of the episode, much like uh, our buddy Chuck Norris, or our buddy Wayne Gretzky, (laughs) and he would read fan mail, Bo Jackson, he would read fan mail and say, you know, that the show was a response to the huge demand of people wanting to know what his life was like on Melmac, and also to inject some really terrible dad jokes, so that was fun for everyone.
0: I don't even think that these were dad joke level uh, jokes, these were more uncle at a family reunion that you just couldn't get away from jokes. They were, they were bad. They were pretty bad. Alf, what, what was your favorite joke out of all the ones that you talked about on the show?
3: I, I stepped on a cat's tail and it said, Cat's Meow! That hurts.
2: <laughs> wow, that's an
3: that's a on-par
1: joke for, it actually is pretty for good. Gordon to make. That's a, that's a, a
0: spot-on Gordon joke that's right there.
1: Spot on it would have made it on the Gordon show. Joke. My favorite was the, the colon one. Do you remember that one?
0: Oh, the semicolon?
1: Yeah, can you remember that one? in your rehash report. Can you
3: remember that one? Gordon,
1: do you remember that one? Gordon, do you remember that one?
3: I have to check my notes. Isn't that the one where
0: you you said that you banged on your typewriter hard enough where you you broke...
3: I broke the semicolon! And then also my colon. Close enough.
1: (laughs) It actually made less sense than that, (laughs) because he's just sitting at his typewriter, and he's just like, I got my semicolon (laughs) fixed, but I broke my colon from laughing so hard. Anyway, here's the episode. But like my favorite part of those those live action intros were how fucking awkward they were and how much like dead air there was and the, how he had yeah. to transition into the show which took the, forever.
0: The, oh my god! So I, I I don't know, but in like in the the mid nineties, I uh, I worked at our high school. We had a little like television studio where we broadcast our morning announcements, and we had uh, we had a fader. Where you could transition seamlessly between two cameras, and you know you could do like a hard wipe, you could do a fade, you could do a star wipe at some point in time, uh, and all of these things were really, really silly. The fact that they hung on the live-action Alf for as long as they did while they did a slow fade, S- slow fade, it was awkward the first time. But we watched two episodes for tonight, yeah, and by the better. second time it happened, I was just like.
1: This is cringe-inducing. Hey, you know what this helps? Is... Watching it at like one and a quarter speed. It actually tightens everything up quite a bit. So the theme song's really? a little tighter, the, the intros are a little tighter, and then the dialogue throughout the show is a little tighter, and you can get through it in like 15 minutes rather than 22. So, it's oh, not bad. I didn't, know. I didn't know that. That's my I trick. Know. That's, that's Dave's that pro tip for anybody out there trying to cram in a lot of cartoons in a day. <laughs> Watch them on like one and a quarter or double speed if you can stomach it. But yeah. <laughs> So speaking of that, let's, let's get into the theme song here, because uh, I watched it regular style a couple times, and then Extra Crispy at uh, one and a quarter speed. And I actually liked about, the sped up one. What about you guys?
0: I watched it monster style. What about you? Uh, I watched it normal style. Oh. I just had
2: to sit through the entire Dancing Cats song. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't understand why cats are... If they, he eats cats, mm-hmm. he hates cats? Mm-hmm. They eat them. They do eat they them. S- So, yeah, so So why um, are there so many just
0: walking about? Well, because it's a food source. It's, but
2: they're in his house in the intro. I guess because they're they're like free range
1: and they're not industrialized yet, like, like things here. I don't know. Is there okay
2: cats with no GMOs? Cats are also the only animals that have no clothing in the show.
1: Yeah, at least all the Melmachians have like half clothes. He has a
2: hanging bed that on four corners is held up by cattails, like those decorative cats on each corner and then there's cattail like <coughs> iron postings that stick into the wall at the top of his bed. It's very it's weird. It would be I've like having se- like
1: cows like holding up your four yeah, poster I've bed. Never like two cows and two pigs the food or chicken. I Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I wonder if it's is like a ritual pay? food kind of thing. I want to get into like the the anthropology of the Melmachians and see what the deal is.
0: Well if you if you Pinterest search for uh four corner Chicken leg, mm-hmm. bed. What
1: are you Baba brain. Yaga you, all of a sudden? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> You'll 100 percent find that. That's that's available. Yeah. You could just go and get that, guys. I'm a. If pass. you wanted hooves Poops. from maybe like a pig, what, you, you what can do, do vegetarians do like that. get? Uh, you just like get corn like stalks? a like a leek. A leek, just a leek. Yeah, leeks are. If you if you are unfamiliar with what a leek is, mm-hmm. I mean it's just a really big rooty earth
1: vegetable. I mean, it
0: feels like it's a, it's a load-bearing vegetable for something like on a bed. If
1: you're not familiar with a leek, just watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, and uh, you'll have a delightful experience with that. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Uh, I was just going to say, uh, just read the play Richard V by William Shakespeare.
1: A lot of references being thrown around. How about that theme yeah. song, though? <laughs> so Jamal Jesus. mentioned there's a bunch of cats.
2: What else is going on? He's playing the saxophone until the cats start talking to him. What is the the words in the theme song? I got oh, God, I've got them the right here. Melody. I'll tell yeah, you what, let's, well. let's play a drinking
1: you... game at home. All right, everybody? So here's a drinking game for everybody at home. Every time we say Gordon, take a shot. Mm-hmm, and just okay. call 911 now because you're going to need it in a second here.
3: Everyone's drunk.
1: <laughs> thanks, Gordon. Thanks, thanks, Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Gordon's also <laughs> drinking when we say yeah. his name, so it should be a good night. So,
0: so let, me, let me help out a little yeah, bit with got. some of these lyrics. So it says,
1: Gordon, send us into outer space. Now, right there, I'm going to stop you because remember, this is the, sh- the name of this show is Alf. The word right. <laughs> the first so I the, of the If you don't is know Gordon. who the fuck is who the fuck is Gordon. If you're in Sean's neck of the woods, right there, and you, you have no clue who the fuck Gordon is. It's going to be a rough ride. Now, uh So, uh, Gordon, send us into outer
0: space because there ain't no one like you in the Milmachian race. All right, teach us, send us. Gordon, make us Uh, twitch.tv. You're the only one that can scratch our itch. Ah!
1: (laughs) Gordon Gordon loves this theme song, by the way.
0: So, Gordon, Gordon, put us in stitches. There ain't no one like you in this place. Melmac is nuts. (laughs) But worse than that, Melmac is really no place for cats. Remember, these are the
1: cats Ah! singing. These are the cats singing gordon
0: uh but gordon you've got an angle on things you're the only one here who sings and swings yeah gordon send us into outer space because there ain't no one like you in the milmakian race and then it's just it's just repeats that that yeah. part just over and what, over gordon
1: what was your uh what was your closing stinger line from this theme song <laughs> before you took us into the episode itself
0: <laughs> <laughs> what i don't what was his
2: oh yeah yeah it what goes that's uh, his
1: he
0: gives, a uh, uh, no more tabby paw pie before bedtime.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about Gordon, that? Gordon, what do you, what do you think of that, Gordon? Ah!
1: <laughs> Another good segue. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's true. I was kind of hoping that that would change every time. Like he'd have a different one liner every time, but no, no, not to be.
0: I heard a uh, tabby pot pie. I
1: think that's what they were going for. I think it's the pun. They're yeah. Going yeah.
0: For. I think that that was the pun, yeah. but I just, I heard. When I finally read the the actual lyrics for it, I was like "Tabby Pop." I was like, "Yeah, I guess." All right. If you
1: listen to it at one and a quarter speed, it really does blend together there for you. Um, I did. I liked the theme song, though. It, it, I liked it too. As far as like for fitting the weirdness uh, and the tone of this really strange cartoon, it was just like, "Okay, we're in for some weird shit." I don't really know what's gonna happen, but I like that it kind of had like a swing beat to it, and there was some saxophone featured, which I always like, and they really. They showed off a bunch of the cats. They showed off a bunch of the Mil-Macians. Uh It was fine. It wasn't the catchiest thing out there, but it was way better than it had any right to be, which is a theme I'll come back to throughout the, the course of this discussion, I think.
2: So I, I liked it once I realized it was the episode ah. and not the beginning of the episode.
1: Just like I a musical number the, to open things yeah, up?
2: Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, there's a lot of singing on this show, and I almost turned it off. <laughs> I, I hate that, so. But then I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's the opening jingle. Why don't I sit through this?" And once you got, once you realize that, and then I'll tell you right now. For me being a fan of Alf, the fact that they had the live version Alf cutaway after the uh, before they started mm-hmm. every episode, just to, just to bring me back to nostalgia, I was like, "Oh, good, I get to see actual Alf for a little bit."
1: weren't they? In I think the they were airing up. at like the same time though, weren't they? Or around the same time, I don't have the dates for the for the live action, but I think it was like a Crip Keeper situation where they had the oh no, the adult why, would you, version. why would
0: you do that? I like. I mean, because Alpha television show went from it went from eighty six to ninety. Yeah, so yeah, this was on. So the same yeah, time this would have this would have been it. Yeah,
1: mm. Cryptkeeper style. So oh, so Fusco was doing all kinds of stuff. Good for him. We're well,
3: dipping I'm... our paws in both kettles. I don't. I don't understand. I, think I don't understand I think it's, it's, that. It. I don't I think understand it's a
2: uh, but he knows more about these jokes
1: than anyone. So yeah, they're Melmacian jokes, so if they don't quite land, probably just yeah. like a Melmac to Earth translation problem. But it's all good.
0: So regarding the theme song, yeah. I loved it. Okay. I know that Dave. I know that you said that it it didn't get stuck in your your ear. It wasn't an earworm for no, you. No, I
1: really I don't like the name Gordon. Apologies to any Gordons out there. It's just a weird thing to say. Ah! Sorry, Gordon.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> drunk, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I am. Uh, I'm fighting the urge not to sing the song as we're talking really? about it. Yeah, yeah. It really kind of like, uh, like you said, it sort of had that swing beat. Yeah. But the entire the entire first maybe like 20 to 25 seconds are all done a cappella. and then Ooh, we kind of.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I just I really like that. It's it's fun. It, it kind of actually reminded me a little bit of where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Sure slightly but for what they were trying for what they were working with and what they had within this show you know realize that this is a prequel to the live action Alf, and they're trying to explore a completely alien planet and you get a little bit of that in some of the the cutaways and the scenes that we have that are in this intro you see that there are more people that are Melmacians mm-hmm. than just out than just gordon uh, you're kind of uh, exploring and seeing some of the, the quick, fast, high-paced hijinks uh, that are going to happen in this. But I'll be honest, like, the song really sold me on it. Uh, the lyrics, not so much. Uh, but it was really just sort of like the beat, the tempo, the drive of everything that was going on for the, the music itself. I loved every moment of that. And then when he gets into the saxophone, I was yeah. like, I know that this is a callback to him playing the saxophone mm-hmm. in the live-action show. But I don't know. Again, it hits that mark where it was just I love horns in theme songs. It just kind of really gets me like pumped up for something. So to have acapella kind of transitioned into something that was even like smoother jazz, I was like, yeah, I'm
3: I'm on board. I'm ready for this. So you'd say you're a jazz cat. <sighs>
0: oh
2: yeah, I guess. This is gonna be all night, I guess. Yeah, this, he's this, just this really
1: he's, has this happening. Uh, you he's guys let him a have the bottle of drink. whatever Mel Mackey and liquor he's drinking, so that's on you. But. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Whatever
0: it. that uh, whatever that cat salt or soda was with the uh, with the tail twist. Ooh. Is that another Gordon that's in the room? Uh,
1: that was just a yeah. bad Gordon impression. <laughs> that was me. Oh, that was me doing that was, bad. Oh, that was okay. I'm just trying
0: to relate to Gordon. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize, apologize, Gordon. I'm just trying to. Trying I to... don't sound like. Yeah. It. All right. That, enough, al- that awkward
1: moment where a host tries to imitate the guest. <laughs> it's not yeah, and he's staring right at him.
0: When we're when we're done, don't worry. I'll share with you my Jamaican impression dave loves
1: no, it's it it's the worst what the worst ask him to do his jamaican and then his irish impression and see if you can tell the difference between the two <laughs> I can't.
0: there's no difference there's no difference i want to say this though too the the thing that i really did enjoy is sort of at the very end of the show they try to do what looks like it's a saturday night live kind yeah, of or, outro or even like a, like where, a reverse oh,
1: yeah, simpsons yeah. intro as an outro Right, right. Yeah. Credits
2: are running, but everyone's still
0: everybody. On the like, yeah. they, they're they're folding down the set behind them, and it's sort of like a slower version of the theme song. But it's sort of meant to be that like closing, uh, kind of closing time. No, that's what it yeah, that's exactly.
3: So- right. <laughs> <It's> a sonic <laughs> outro.
0: <laughs> a song that clears out any place that has a bunch Th- of white people. That that is like that <laughs> is a signal to all white people uh, that like grab your shit and just go, get out of here. I love it when people are in a space that doesn't have like an audio system or like a jukebox that has that song and they just start yelling so start it over top it. of people. I mean, every mm-hmm. white person's just like, I'm, I'm going yeah, go to Yeah,
1: when that organically happens, it's, it's the best. Yeah. We've all just kind of agreed that we all need to be other places at this point. That's what that song means. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> use that, anybody listening, use that power to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it works. Yeah. <laughs> If it's something mm-hmm. where, like, you roll into a place where if you roll into, like, a, a spot or a location, like, you know, where white people congregate. Like a Dave and Buster's so, to, like, almost anywhere. Yeah, and yeah. you just want to get rid of a line, just semi-sonic them,
1: and they will get the fuck yeah, out. Just like yeah. Lemmings. Like,
0: this yeah. place
1: is closed. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> it's official. Anything else uh, for this theme song intro or outro? now let's get,
0: into this, uh, let's get into this design. Let's
1: talk animation style, because I was actually really surprised by how good this looked. Yeah, consistently. Jamal,
0: what were your
2: thoughts? Uh, what is it? This, this car, Okay, so this animation style reminded me of Dragon Ball GT. Mm. Oh, go on. It's interesting because mm, that was what way like, in, fifteen
1: years later. Yes, yeah, the way in
2: which the characters are drawn felt like cause, uh, you get into the deep Dragon Ball GT where it's like they're fighting. these fight uh, Goku and Vegeta finally turning SSJ four, mm-hmm. and it's like it felt the same like look of, like, the shaggy on the, on, like, all the hair okay. is, like, a little bit shaggy, yep. but, like, there's, there's no, like, what am I going to say, like, the, the line, like, some cartoons have lines that kind of, like, move with them. Sure, like, sure. It, but this is, like, how they're drawn, I feel like it's just a stencil copy, and everyone looks the same, like, in every shot, you look the same, but your head's turned, like, it's, it's very okay, and like the uh, the colors aren't like vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. They're like those colors, but they're toned, like almost like turn the lights down on the colors that on the entire world. It just reminded me of Dragon GT's animation style huh. colors in your face. They're like, oh, you see, he's turquoise, but he's not a bright.
0: Well, I, I and mean, I I agree with you. I think the the entire color palette for all of this is a lot of browns and a lot of earth tones, mm-hmm. um, because of the the different color that they had. So. I feel like the only way that they could really make things pop are either in the background or in the, the shirts that people would wear Just, to have them be like very vibrant colors. But if you remember Alf, like his, his kind of snout, uh, I'm sorry, Gordon, your snout is kind of like it's like a lighter brown. Uh, and then like your, your hair It's called is, a beak. Okay, okay your beak. You, it, <laughs> yeah. is, okay, beak. I stand corrected. It's a flesh so beak, your beak right? Yeah, it's so kind of flesh beak. Okay, so your flesh beak is sort of like a, a slightly like browner kind of uh, like a light brown. Uh, it's a taupe. A taupe. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and then like your your hair and the hair of most Malmachians, Then what would you say what color that is?
1: That's a a dark taupe. A, t- <laughs> a lot of taupe going yeah. on here. All right, fair. All right. All all derivations Sorry. of taupe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I you know
0: this. It's interesting because I think what you're saying about gt is that uh complaints that we've had sometimes with other cartoons like he is covered in fur Mm -hmm. but that fur really like never moves moves around like the the fur kind of feels like it's very static very rigid uh there's not a lot of life to their hair Well, he's right in front of you
1: guys is it like if you give him a rub is is it like does the fur move is it like really shaggy he doesn't he does not want us to touch him uh,
3: he said earlier, I said because of episode two, don't touch my hair.
1: Uh, okay. Now that makes it. sense. So yeah, good, still, it's also a good TJ, Yeah,
0: It
2: brings back bad memories for him, I think. So that's why he does not I wonder work.
1: if he still has some of that bad juju going on, but we'll get to that in the episode discussion. Yeah. Uh, he
3: I'll touch you
1: all later and find out. Wait, what? Yeah, he's been drinking a lot. Oh, yeah, boy. Super-
0: well, he touched the top of my head earlier, and that's predominantly why I'm going bald. Have
3: your pubes come. Your pubes come why, back. what? <laughs> We call them poobs on Melman. Yeah, <laughs> is that what the they're light, called Lost poobs
1: Poobs. Poobs. Are they taupe as well? I'm sorry if that's a personal question, but are they a variety? Say that again. Are your poobs a variety of taupe as well? <laughs> they're all taupe. All taupe. Taupe poobs. Taupe and gray.
3: Taupe and gray. Taupe and, and gray
1: is my favorite indie band. I love them. <laughs> so
0: the other thing I'll say is that because this cartoon is, uh, what was it? It was Deke Animation and I think Saban. Uh, yeah it was definitely well. a, like a
1: uh,
0: yeah so that the contemporaries that we have for this cartoon at this time are a lot of uh, creatures and anthropomorphic creatures from that time so we've like chippendale's uh, rescue rangers were in this time we had ducktales uh teenage mutant ninja turtles we even had thundercats around this same time as well a little bit earlier closer to more mid 80s but that was the point where they're trying to kind of anthropomorphize a lot of these things. And instead of, in a true Disney fashion, they're not giving anybody pants. Hmm. It's just like, here's a t-shirt. Like, yeah. you wear this now. Here's your Everyone Hawaiian just shirt. Yeah. Yeah, here's your Hawaiian shirt. Here's your Tommy Bahama dress shirt what, that you What's wear. interesting,
1: though, is those, the, the cartoons that you mentioned were more cartoony, right? They were more just like kind of cartoony-looking characters. Whereas... I was right. actually really impressed with ALF that it looked like they were trying to make these these creatures, these alien life forms look real, like look like they actually like existed. They were trying to give them some sort of dimension to them. They had some a fair amount of detail to them. And it was I thought it was pretty consistent throughout. It didn't look very. I don't know. It didn't look very like silly or kidsy. And then it matching with the theme of the shows, <laughs> a lot of the stuff really wasn't for kids. It wasn't like dirty or adult or anything, but it was just kind of like. The situations that they got into were just, like, how many kids experience, like, going bald or having to go to work for, like, a shitty boss. or They were just kind of, like, weird yeah. things that were, they are more on the level of, like, a duck man or a Dr. Katz. Something, something else more than just, like, a kid show. And I think the animation matched that. It actually reminded me kind of, like, the real Ghostbusters or even, like, some of the really good animated movies of the time, of, like, the late 80s. Okay. Just, like, that, that makes level sense, of too. You know, I mean,
0: go- yeah, Ghostbusters was definitely a contemporary and around at that time, too. I'll
2: say that for the animation, like it looks still on their fur, but if it was being manipulated by another character, that's when they'd go into detail and like show you the fur moving or like the follicles being touched or someone's like, shirt being yanked. But other than that, it was like, your shirt never moved, <laughs> your fur never moved, <laughs> you could be running around, nothing ever moved, but... <laughs> Like unless someone was directly influencing uh, your body, got it. Yeah, I, I
1: I was still fine with it for as far as like the animation of it, the motion of it. I didn't think it was very janky. There weren't any moments that like kind of took me out of it, and I was just like, "What am I watching? Like, why are they cutting these corners?" It it looked like highly produced quality animation for the time. I was actually pretty yeah. surprised because we've watched some real shit lately that uh, from all different decades, eighties, nineties, and current. That sometimes it's just you can see where they cut corners. Get your shit together, bizarre. Yeah, it was very skilled.
3: Ask me where we got the animators.
0: Uh, hey Gordon, where did you guys get the animators? The Catskill. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So is that, is that and you like walk right IPAs into that. I'm sorry. These are IPAs he's drinking. Yeah, these are there. It's
2: a so 120
0: it's minute IPA from Dogfish House.
2: and He's got like okay. a full a, empty
1: case already. Yeah. It's like, so. And he's yeah. also part it's dog,
2: so that's going to go through his metabolism. I
1: don't know it's that good. he is, but I don't really want to <laughs> get into like speciation stuff here that's probably for another yeah
0: what i do want to get into mm-hmm. though is something that i i realized after re-watching and this is going to kind of tie together some of the design as well as also the theme song so i went back and i watched the original theme music intro for the live action okay. okay do you guys remember this i do did it have lyrics okay. uh it didn't have any lyrics okay. it's all guitar and slap bass okay also shows my spaceship crashing uh, I didn't catch that one. I think it's uh, right in the, one the beginning, that I, isn't it? The, I don't remember. The one that I remember watching is, or the one that I watched uh, for tonight is the intro where he's holding like a VHS camera and mm. it's originally shot all in first person. Oh, right, and, right. and so yep. it's how he introduces like Max Wright and the rest of all the, the people who are in the family yep. and how he kind of gets into it. And you don't, you see him for like a couple seconds at one point when it sort of like pans around to him. When he does the first selfie. Uh, yeah, when he does the, the very first selfie. selfie. Yeah, congratulations, yeah.
1: Gordon, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but you do hold the record for the first selfie. Learn something new every day. Yeah, congrats.
0: Thanks, Bill. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you don't remember, though, at the very end of the intro, uh, we have Alf. Putting the VHS camera down on the ground and, oh, yeah. and kind of framing it up for a family photo. Oh, yep. I do remember that. And then he walks yeah, which was in front of the camera trippy. in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> like a foot, fu- like it's, it's not, there's, there's a human in this suit right Wait, now. Oh, uh, clearly. Yeah, there was a human in the suit. It was not a puppet.
1: You mean it was just uh, and it was I- Gordon? Like, I don't know yeah, why you're saying a human was, in a suit. I feel like it's a well, kind of like, racist Stunt d- double. Stunt double. Because oh, I don't that think that
0: Gordon did all of his that stunts. That makes sense. I thought I you were going I also didn't weird,
3: do but... all my selfies. I'll mm. be
0: honest with you, though. With his, with his drinking uh, habits as they are now, yeah. I feel like maybe he was like, I'll be in my trailer. Yeah. And like, Probably, yeah. is that what you would say? Well, having a cat nap. Oh, my God. Nice. Probably something like that. Ah, set you up for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when he goes and he stands next to Benji Gregory... Uh, who is playing Brian Tanner, he is the same height as the youngest kid in the family. Mm. So does that mean that we're led to believe that the scale of everything on Melmac, is that where it's sort of adjusted for a 10, 11-year-old boy? Yeah, do we know the age of Alf when he landed? Uh, he was like 125, I think. Mm, so that's full height. Yeah. Because if this if this show's supposed to be a prequel, he could have even been smaller
1: in the animated series. I think well, he was you know, adult when, in the animated series, though. He should have been at full Melmachian height. But he's still yeah. living
0: at home, though. Well, that's we, true. We I'm not saying that, you know. that's wrong, that's but I'm just saying, right. like, he doesn't seem like he's an independent Melmachian right. at that point. So maybe maybe that's a sign of adulthood. It, maybe His friends seem to all be living on their own. I mean, we don't really get into well, skipping. Uh, he Rick?
2: does come from like a prestigious family. I mean, he is the grandson of a supreme commander of the Orbit Guard. So
0: that's true. That's true. So I mean, maybe that's like maybe they do something like a uh, you know where families live together for a certain period of time. I don't know exactly what the so it's Japan cultural or saying. anthropological studies. I mean, I was going to say something like you know how like longhouses for Algonquin Indians. Also, yeah. Also, very relevant and
1: uh, timely yeah. comparison. Yeah. That
0: that that's what I was. Come on.
1: If we can get through one episode without referencing the Algonquins, I'll be thrilled.
0: We have done plenty of episodes with you, guys. It's the only like seventh grade social studies reference that I have, so I'm working with uh, minimal. Sean and I I I are actually we're
1: building a longhouse that that Sean and myself are going to move into, as well as all former and and future guests of SMC. We're all going to move in together. You are now fucking style. with
0: me, because I'm going to go back and listen to all of our episodes to make sure that I haven't made an it's Algonquin reference. It's literally every episode. It is not every, not every episode! Fucking. Is that a mountain chain?
1: Talking the about? Algonquins. The
2: Algonquin. Is that a mountain chain? Jesus. It is, it is uh, now! I'm getting, I'm getting tapped on my shoulder. I hiked the Catarondacks!
3: Uh. When... <laughs> Oh okay. my God.
2: i don't know why he would tap me to say that i mean you <laughs> can just you can just come closer to the mic it, at any yeah, point it's time just scoot in just, it's not a problem it's getting, it's, not a little, big deal, buddy. it's
1: getting a little boozy in the booth though but i think yeah. we're gonna be okay <laughs> uh i just i would just like to say that i would like to vacation on melmac uh i think that'd be amazing because i'd be like twice as tall as anybody else there which would be kind of fun you'd nice. stick out like a sore thumb
3: yeah no cap, no cap, thumb? Look at nothing there. I thought, is there? No, I'm saying sore thumbs are a big thing in Melmac. Oh, like like so a a like, I'm surprised
0: you didn't say like a sore
1: paw. No.
3: Mm-mm. Oh,
0: he's giving you a look like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you like that. He doesn't want to get into his, his jokes. <laughs> it's like almost a, like you're getting to like a personal thing about like Melmacian. Like, like a sore dewclaw. Yeah. Yeah. Cats have dewclaws, I right? cats. Some cats have dewclaws. I don't think
1: when Melmacian comedians like it when earthlings tell them how to tell their Melmacian jokes. I'm just sensing. I
0: don't think that that's. We have cats here, too. We can, we understand. Have you you seen, I actually haven't seen
1: mine around. He's usually around, but uh, for the last, like, 40 minutes, I haven't seen him. You guys seen him? Uh, no. Anybody? Ah! (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to take that as a drunk. Cat, got your
3: tongue? Oh
0: my god. Oh my why Why do we keep... Well, speaking of Melmacs, there's a
1: bunch of other Melmacians on this planet, so before we get into some of the plot points from tonight's episode, let's talk about some of these other characters. So we've obviously got Gordon Shumway, and we have the privilege of having him right there in the booth, so we don't need to talk too, mad- too much about his character. But is there anything that kind of stood out from Alf's performance in the animated series for you guys? Hmm.
0: That he's so laid
2: back, even in, especially in the third episode, so laid back, even in um, situations that are supposed to be pretty serious. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he loses something that's top secret, and he's just, like, making jokes and being carefree with the, the who was it, the sergeant the entire time. Oh, like, it's it's no Sergeant Staff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, Sergeant Staff. He's also
2: kind of a dick. <laughs> like, he, yeah. just, he calls him a moron to his face. And there's, like, that awkward pause, even in the episode, when he says it. Of like, oh, they the guard trusted me with the key. He's a bigger moron than you are. <laughs> it's just the pause. It kind of as he opens the door.
0: But you like Gordon. You were just like you like. It was awkward, and then there was like that beat where I guess there should have been like a but um. Yeah, but um. And then you just kind of like walked away from it.
1: Mm-hmm. It actually kind of reminds me. You mentioned Rodney Dangerfield earlier. It reminds me of a little bit of like Chevy Chase too. So it's sort of that like mm. he's got that charisma that he can get away with stuff but he's also kind of a dick and a real smart ass at times. And I like that for the most part. The comedy, I think worked pretty well for the character. He
2: does. He does have on the Griswold vacation. He does. Well. Yeah.
1: The, oh yeah. <laughs> the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. So what about some yeah. of these other characters? Does anybody really stand out to you? Any of these other supporting characters?
2: Ooh. Ooh. Uh, his uh, chubby friend with a severe stutter. Rick. Oh boy. Yep. Uh, so, in the second episode, when he loses his hair, mm-hmm. he starts to look just like the, uh, the Star Wars X-Wing pilot, neon. He does? He does? <laughs> <That's
0: all right. laughs>
1: if that helps so, your visual.
2: That, that was uh, a big thing, because as soon as I saw that, I was like, I've seen this guy, but I'm mm-hmm.
0: Rich visual tapestry <laughs> yeah. with that reference.
2: <laughs> it's, I think it's those cheek
1: wrinkles that really
2: sell Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's the cheek wrinkles. <laughs> and then he's bald, I'm like, I've seen this guy somewhere.
0: I will say this though for rick i feel that i i'm i'm conflicted Mm -hmm. with this because on one hand i don't think in 160 plus episodes that we have ever had a character that stutters like that maybe we have not not that
1: severely we've had other characters from like older episodes where they have like a little bit of a speech impediment or maybe they have a little bit of a lisp or like i think from ed ed and eddie uh, what was that kid with the braces, Joey? Yeah, it doesn't matter. He oh, had a bit of a list. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple others, but not nearly as pronounced as as Rick.
0: Yeah, right. It was. It was within the first couple seconds, I immediately thought, "Oh, this is cool. I've never seen anybody like this." And I, I had a friend growing up that had a, a really bad stutter, and you know, it was something where he stuttered throughout middle school and, uh, and then he went to one of those like speech camps mm-hmm. and came back a month later. After shock there. Right. Was, right. No, I was not shock therapy, yep. but he was like, you know, it was much better, but every once in a while, like, you know, he would really get into it, but he had a really, a really bad stutter and everybody gave him shit. I gave him shit myself, yeah. you know, but it was more like we, we lived very close to each other. And so it was something where, uh, He'd get real pissed off about it, but then walking home, he'd be like, "You want to come in and play Twisted Metal on PlayStation?" I'd be like, "Hell yeah, man! That's hundred percent." And then you'd be like, "How many T's was in that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez,
3: was dude. he the? Was he
1: a kid that like as he got angrier at you, did he stutter more? Like as he got more, and uh, yeah. More when he when he got yeah.
0: when he got frustrated, he he would stutter more.
1: I'll tell you what's frustrating with stutters is reading Stephen King's It and reading Bill's stutter because Bill's like a very uh, famous stuttering mm. character in that story, but he. Spells out every stuttered word. And it's like. That's the clown movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. They're remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to use that stutter to like that extent in there because that's a big part of his character. But nothing to do with right. this. I just was also frustrated by reading that. But yeah.
0: So the, the conflict that I had with this became we'd never had somebody with a severe speech impediment the way that we had for Rick, juxtaposed by every time he would talk it seemed to be more than or than Gordon than your other friend, Skip, yeah. that we had. And so they, they really gave Rick a lot of dialogue. And like halfway <laughs> through like one of one paragraph I was like, Oh you know, I've I've had it. It's enough. like we we got I, it. I, I get it. I get See, it.
1: but it was funny for moments like when he was trying to pronounce Mrs. Poughkeepsie or Madam Poughkeepsie. Oh, yeah. Stuff oh like that. God. That, that was fine. I thought they used it for like specific moments. It was fine when they overused it in just like casual conversation. This is a little bit much.
0: Yeah.
3: Gordo.
1: You think they were trying to do a max headroom thing at the time? <laughs> oh,
3: I think. <webinars> keep, 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 keep the
0: I think that there were parts where I really felt that maybe. They were thinking to themselves, you know, we could probably gain an extra 15 to 20 oh, yeah. seconds out of this. And just repeat that keyframe
1: animation over and over again. Yeah. That <laughs> to, to, let me let me ask you guys something. We well, mentioned Madame Poughkeepsie here, and this is we'll get into this in the plot in a second, but she's kind of a fortune teller. Somehow my notes say fortune smeller. I don't really know why. Um mm-hmm. All right. I'm wondering it's called a beak flesh beak. I think we've established that, yeah, right? Flesh beak. It's a it's, it's a it's a light tope. It's a, it's a light tope flesh beak. It's a dark taupe. Actually well the the, the fur, is said a darker dark tope. Tope. The beak is just
0: a tope.
2: Just said.
1: a tote. I think yeah. I just ordered a, a light taupe flesh beak from Amazon the other day. We'll see when that gets out. Oh
2: boy. <sighs> Good luck. Thanks, appreciate yeah, I mean, have fun. Uh, right, have fun, review. be safe. Yeah.
1: Be safe. So Madam Poughkeepsie. I'm I i want to know on Melmac what do you think like, does magic exist? Do curses exist? What's the deal here? Between that and the technology of this planet, what's going on?
2: Well, clearly, it has to in some way. Apparently, rhyming has a lot to do with it. <laughs> if you can just just random rhymes apparently do something <laughs> okay. when you're... Wait, holding as here. long as you're holding a crystal ball,
1: though, right? As long as you're holding a okay, crystal okay.
2: ball and you do any kind of rhyme, something comes out of it. So, I feel like magic has to be in place. <laughs>
1: Sean, what are your thoughts between that and, like, the tech that they have? Because it's definitely, like, an alien tech that we don't necessarily have here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we have, like, hovering cars and hover bikes. Uh, all the cool things that we have probably said that we wanted from a Back to the Future right. uh, seem to be present in, uh, and on Melmac. So I definitely think it is a kind of an interesting I, uh, blend of, of science and mysticism. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that it's more uh, science and technology heavy, and I feel like the the magic that happens in here is is sort of like maybe like one of those like unspoken dark kind of like mm. not really talked about. It's a ta- taboo. It felt more taboo.
1: So you're saying that Melmac is a planet where Scientology has rightfully been allowed to flourish and prosper. Is that what you're saying?
0: I mean, according to uh, my 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 Zeta scan. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the demons that are inside me,
3: yeah, 100%. And I'm pretty sure Gordon has a lot of feet, a lot of feet he, That's what that they he's are. dealing with. Um, so <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I think I said Z,
2: like a Zeta, 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 Zeta Max, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but me and Dave are talking about Scientology. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gordon has a lot of thetans in his body, and so that's like your uh, I was gonna say, Sean, Sean, Sean midichlorians? has Midiclorians, was his whole, whole Midiclorians. Are I you say? talking
0: about midi- you said like mitochondria. I said malachorans. Malachorans?
1: Mitochondrians, mitoc- I think, cor- is
0: what you meant to say. Yeah. And Melmac, it's called malachorans. Oh, is it? Yeah. So- Gordon, <laughs>
2: Gordon, final rolling? Uh, yeah, Gordon, anything? Cat! Uh,
1: just full of cats. He's just zoned, he's, 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 re- he's real shit to right through the now. wind right now. Oh, boy. Man, that combination, that breath of uh, IPA and cat is a real, mm. that's a tough aroma. I'm uh, sitting right next to it. It's rough. It's, rough. Yeah. it's a rough night, so let's, ah! let's keep this going. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cats and other creatures. Why
3: would that be? Is
1: that a dog pun, Gordon? He did a dog sound. Oh, Jesus. Ha! Ah! So, so there's oh. other cats, but there's other like weird <laughs> alien creatures on planet Melmac as well. What's, what's going on? Did you guys have a favorite? Because we had at least four different things that we saw beyond cats.
0: Yeah, it was like a small beanbag chair a dodo mm-hmm. bird.
2: My favorite was in the third episode. Just the uh, the uh, what was named the general, the bad guy general. Oh, who was uh, hairless? Yeah, he was. I don't, what I wouldn't know what race Lars, that is. Was that Larson and Petty or was it somebody
1: else?
0: It was yeah, or was it Egbert?
1: Egbert. Egbert was the smaller one, wasn't he?
0: Is, was Egbert the smaller one? General Petty. Yeah. Was because I was because conf- he was General Petty, but we have General Petty then making a, he like when he gets the the top secret item. Mm-hmm. He goes excellent. Ooh. Yeah,
1: like, to really
0: kind Ooh. of uh, drive that point home. I thought it was day.
1: Larson because they said they didn't want Larson Petty getting his hands on it. So I thought that was the older one. But it might not have been. It might have been I, the little guy. I,
0: I, I'm confused about that one myself.
1: I want to know why they're hairless. Like, I don't know. Just to like separate them as weirdos, I guess. Maybe they have like alopecia or something. I don't know what's going on with them.
0: And, and and just to be very clear, there is a Larson Petty, mm-hmm. and there is an Egbert Petty as mm-hmm. well. And so I guess, I, Dave, I, I think you are correct. I think that Larson Petty is the main villain, okay. mm-hmm. and I think that Egbert is the, the little tiny sneak thief There's guy. His son? I don't know what's going on with him. Do, does does alopecia run rampant on Nomek? Especially within, like... Maybe faction within families. Go- yeah. Like faction general governments that, that sense. are trying to usurp.
1: Maybe that's why they're trying to come here and get our propitia or whatever we use to fix that. <laughs> Propicia? That might be a veterinary thing, I have no idea.
0: No, no, no. Propicia is a hair It's a hair it's a, loss hair, it's a hair loss supplement. Interesting. Definitely is.
1: Uh I gotta say I think, <laughs> I think-
0: Ask me how yeah, I know. We're, we're going to
1: skip right <laughs> on over that one. I got to say that I think my favorite critter is probably the one that shows up in episode two, which we might as well just get into. Uh, and it's, yeah. this, it's this weird little reptilian sidekick of Madame Poughkeepsie. Oh. Uh, yeah. Eugene! Who just kind of like hangs out and just like cackles like a weird little gremlin or like that thing that hangs out with Job of the Hutt. Uh, but then <laughs> at, at a point in the episode, it becomes like a henchman. Like she uses her voodoo... Which Scientology magic to like grow this thing to ridiculous proportions, and that just like leads into a chase across the city. I thought that was a really cool moment, a lot of fun, something I definitely did not expect, and it had a cool way to turn like kind of this sideshow character into a part of the plot. I thought that was really neat, and and it was stuff like that that kept happening in this show, that they just took a complete 180, or they took a weird left turn at times that I did not expect. I thought that was really fun. Were there any plot moments that stood out to you guys in these two episodes that we watched?
2: Uh, so, the first episode, the episode number two, Hair Today, Bald mm-hmm. Tomorrow, when he goes back to the, what do we want, want to call it, the, the sorceress, the fortune
0: fortune teller, smeller, or whatever, teller, right? whatever you want to call goes, it. Yeah.
2: Goes back to the fortune smeller <laughs> yeah. shop, and he's now disguised in a trench coat, and the hat, and the thing over his uh, scarf. Wasn't over it, he his, was trying to be a lady, his, though, wasn't he? Yeah, it was the scarf over his beak. Yeah, his flesh beak. His uh, flesh beak. His flesh beak. He he goes in and she knows right away who he is so she's not falling for it but he still does the entire act of like oh i heard so
3: many nice things
2: like he changes his voice and he's like i
3: heard heard you do certain things here you can get rid of spells i like that he's
1: insulting her the entire entire time though
0: yeah yeah that was great which
2: i think she also picks up on doesn't she lob one back at him I
0: believe I think she gets really frustrated towards the end and uh like when she explains like that grand quest.
1: Oh, that was uh, ridiculous. Yes. It was like a straight like D D level, like, well, if you wanna cure your family member's baldness, you have to like take this year long journey, defeat the horned mm-hmm. beast, bring back the golden mm-hmm. egg of whatever. Yeah. That whole thing was ridiculous. So it's stuff like that that's just like out of nowhere.
2: That was my favorite part of the second episode. You like, like that? Just coming back because that's was... That's an iconic image of him in that trench coat and that It hat. is
1: for a variety <laughs> of reasons. Don, did you have any favorite moments from either episode?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think during that uh, episode two, the the hair today, ball tomorrow, um, when he comes home with the curse and he's sort of doubting it, and then he meets his dog, like mm. you meet his family dog, which is called like Neep. Yep. Like N E E P Neep. Neep. And, like, the dog, like, kind of, like, very excitedly, like, jumps towards him, pets the dog, and then just, like, all of its fur just, like, it molts, like, immediately. You're just like, what? That was
1: my favorite part of that episode, was, like, his reverse kind of, well, not reverse, just, like, a bastardized Midas touch, where, like, everything he touched would just lose hair. It, It led to a lot of really funny comedic moments and some, like, cool Moments of like drama throughout that episode, and, like the his little I, sister trying to jump on him, the dog trying to jump was, on him. That was that, and that—that's what I was leading yeah, yeah, up yeah.
0: to. I think my favorite part was like his sister, Augie, is so insistent. Uh, when he finally comes home, she's like, "I couldn't sleep, and I just want to hug." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "What? No, don't do it!" He like bounces her right into the
2: ceiling. Yeah, yeah like, through like, the ceiling, he out a, the He window. lifts the couch up
0: at one <laughs> point, ricochets her into the the next level of the house, like he jumps like she jumps down he's like getting ready like he ducks aside and she jumps out a window at some (laughs) point like it is crazy and it's sort of it's that kind of unexpected wacky cartoon antics I thought maybe for some reason that this would be for some reason I thought that Alf would possibly be a little bit more grounded and and kind of boring in the same way that maybe a Howard the Duck would be but I was pleasantly surprised that this was just like no we're gonna be really silly like There is an entire scene in that second episode where they have a chase on the rooftop with this creature creature, that Dave's talking about, Eugene. Uh, and at one point when he finally hands this thing, like he hands the crystal ball back to Eugene and he touches him with this like reverse weird Midas touch uh, hair giving and then taking away (laughs) immediately power that he has, he touches Eugene and Eugene grows like this Elvis like hair on top of him. And he's like, "Hey, do you know where I can find like a good time yeah. around was, here?" He's like, cool. he like don't worry about it. I'll be on my way." And yeah. you're just like, "What the fuck was yeah. that?" Like,
2: apparently, when anyone gets hair in that in that world on Melmac, it's now time to go hit up the bar. It's
0: like they apparently. get like really weirdly yeah. sexual all of a sudden. It's would, like, <laughs>
2: what? I want to change my favorite moment because this made me think of another <laughs> moment when they're doing the chase and Rick uh, jumps and but doesn't make it. And then Alpha's standing there looking at him. He's like, "Oh, I yep." <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, bud." <laughs> like, Sorry, Rick. <laughs> need to fix him up and the hair. And cold. look, he's like, "Sorry, Like it's
1: Rick. funny enough. If it was just like us, right? Like we lose the hair on the top of our head and the rest of us too, but you wouldn't really notice it that much, except for we'd all be bald and wouldn't have eyebrows. But for the the Melmacians, they're covered in in dark taupe hair. So it's like their entire body is covered in hair, and it's gone. It's funny because it'll be it'll affect dogs, birds fish everything in between so it was like he had a real that was a real problem there for a while i wasn't sure if he was going to get it fixed or not but luckily thanks to the voodoo he's all back to normal
0: hey uh, real quick um uh gordon since you uh, looks like you're sobering up a mm-hmm. little bit um just a did you have a favorite moment something that you would say after having like lived through and and done this Something that you felt was a perfect representation of, of how you
3: would awful. feel about the show. Awful, Gordon. When awful. I finally got my book finished. Oh, you did?
1: Yeah. When'd you get that finished? Did you do that right, Meow? Doesn't work
3: when you do it.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's not Gordon, problem. I apologize. I when you
0: do it because it's kind of like his thing. So yeah,
1: no,
0: i know. So I'm, I'm trying to. I feel bad like I insulted him earlier. I'm just trying to relate.
1: Yeah, I think it just kind of back to him. Is this is getting
0: really kind of heavy yeah. Well He just—he's—he's fell no, he's, no, he's asleep again. That's—that's. No, that's nice. We'd we'll probably just in, let him in him a know. cat litter box. I don't even own a cat. How the fuck?
1: Did he it brought own. It like, his own. Yeah, yeah. okay. It
0: was on his list. Yeah. In his rider, in the wow. Alf, in the Gordon mm-hmm. Rider, yeah. for being on. The, Technically, right, the
1: Shumway know. Rider. He brought his whole family with him. They're hanging out in the back. All right. The good news is my um, stray cat problem in the alley is all cleared up.
2: No. Upside. What do, they, what do they call that? What's the British term for that? Um, meat pie? There it is. Yeah, it's called meat pie.
1: <laughs> Sweeney Todd? I have no idea. S- swings and roundabouts. That's, That's sure. That's Swings what
0: and roundabouts? Swings and roundabouts. Did you guys
1: have any okay. moments in the third uh, episode that we watched? Anything you want to talk about there? That one didn't really stick out to me as much. It was okay. It was more kind of like I, a I weird more... caper chase thing.
0: I had more questions in that episode yeah. than I felt like there was substance... The whole thing seems to begin with a moment of road rage or drunk driving where this, this sergeant staff <laughs> basically crashes a car into a military base and then immediately blames it on Alf who you find, which is a little bit of, I guess, interesting Melmacian history that Alf is a private in the military and he's also a mechanic. Right. Yeah. So in those moments you're like, Oh, those are, Those feel like two essential pieces of information that are really nice to have. Um, sort of, I don't know, it gave more uh, of a rich history to Alf, to Gordon himself.
1: Yeah, but that was kind of, for me, that was kind of the only. That was it. That was it for the episode. It wasn't really anything else. It was a standout. It was fun. It was just like your classic kind of switcheroo mix up, caper goof fest. Uh, and it got to show some of the other kind of characters and stuff. Um, Oh, I did remember another favorite part from that other episode, and then we'll, we'll shift to closing this up here. But when Alf is cursed and he <clears throat> almost gets arrested, well, pulled over by a cop, uh, and then he also uses his curse on that cop, and like literally all, <laughs> all the cop's hair falls <laughs> off, and he loses. Like he was this big Hulking guy, and he just shrinks down to like nothing. That was just a funny moment to me. It made me wonder what Chewbacca actually looks like <laughs> without all that hair.
3: Ooh, kind of curious. Have, has there, have
0: oh, there's gotta guys, uh, be out there. Uh, tweet at Doctor MD don't. pictures of what you think a nude
1: Wookiee looks don't. like. Please do. They can still have clothes. Like, keep that bandolier on them. Just shave a Wookiee. Hashtag shave a Wookiee. It's fine. Okay. Appreciate that. I'll
2: say my only moment from the third episode that sticks out is when they go back to the diner, and as they're, like, sitting there thinking that they're in trouble, uh, Alf orders a Melbagobian cola with a twist of of tail. <laughs> Who doesn't love <laughs> a twisted tail? He drinks it and has this, like, almost like LSD-like reaction to it, and then says, Oh, it was kind of weak.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, have a, I'll have
2: another. Yeah, I'll have another. Even though it looks like it, like, knocked him <laughs> out. Like, but he's like, I'll have another. It was kind of weak. Guys, when we uh, uh, when are we
1: tripping to Melmac? Ooh. When we road tripping? Soon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys doing any shows there? A... Uh, no shows.
3: I mean, we
2: could. I'd love, if I could, to take a catamaran when we get there. I heard those are pretty. that's it, we're
1: see done. You can't see well, that because like he's, man, he yeah,
0: stays, it's, like he it's sort really of, I mean, I know he's passed out. But yeah. I mean, Would you, like, you say I he's know, catatonic? Those.
1: I can't really see him from here.
0: Jesus, Jesus
1: I, had get, ah! I had to get one. Oh, you man. woke him up. Uh, you woke ah, up I woke you him up with him a terrible pun. Thanks a lot, Dave.
3: A great pun pulls me out of the dream space anytime.
1: Well, any final thoughts from you guys before we get to some other opinions here? um i wish i had watched more episodes yeah
2: i'm I, preparation like i wish we had done like five i, to to get yeah, taste I of it, kind of liked it yeah i was kind of surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just a walk down memory lane for me uh, i i would say i probably am gonna go back and watch more because okay. <laughs> cool there's a playlist that works on youtube so yeah
1: gonna go watch, watch it on one and a quarter speed you'll get through it quicker and it'll
2: yes that's the next thing i'm gonna do is watch it on yeah that.
1: it'll pick up the pace too All right, cool. So, uh. We have our own opinions, but obviously other people out there have some as well. Now, normally this is our love it, hate it section of the show, but nobody really hated this, at least from the two reviews that exist on IMDb. So we're going to read mm-hmm. both of them 100% in their entirety. Sean has the first.
0: All right. So we have, a, this is from 2006, A D. Fairless from the United States with a title that says, this series should be on DVD. I remember two things about this show besides how much I liked it. They are Madam Poughkeepsie from one of the episodes we watched right. tonight, uh, a fortune teller that Gordon would visit, and the episode with the... Bully a baseball. Uh, a bully, bully a baseball game where fish were used instead of balls. The cat problem became quite severe after the sixth inning on Hot Days for reasons you can probably imagine. Uh, It is definitely a show for a more mature audience than little kids and should be considered as one of the early examples of the animation renaissance that Ren and Stimpy and the Simpsons started. If it ever becomes available on DVD, I will camp out at the store to get my copy. Three backslashes in a row.
1: Yeah, that was just to separate the two reviews, but that's fine. Feel free to read those as well. (laughs) It's totally fine to read they stage notes. Uh, some people use carriage
0: returns, or some people bang away on that, that colon and that semicolon. Oh key,
1: but... Some people are tab people, some people are... Yeah, some people I'm are I'm throw pounds way. out there next time and see what you say. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Okay, so the second review, also from a lover out there. This one's by the name of Richard Adams from Capitola, California. Uh, he titles his review, Witty and Clever Humor, on a Saturday morning. I recall watching this show and finding it much funnier than a live series. Gordon, Rick, and Skip were like a furry Three Stooges, getting into bizarre and hilarious predicaments, while the bird and Curtis taunted. Bob is a semi-competent inventor and Flo the Wise, yet not cliched mother. This would be a great set to own on DVD. Edit, their edit, not my edit. I have picked up a couple ALF DVDs. ALF Animated Adventures, 20,000 Years in Driving School, and Other Stories, and ALF Tales, ALF and the Beanstalk, and other classic fairy tales. Holy shit, that's a lot of DVDs. Animated adventures, I swear, have been edited. I have several of these on old VHS tapes and will compare, but could swear there was a Birdland song in Birdman of Melmac, 8 out of 10 stars. So that's a lot of DVDs. Wow. Uh, and it sounds like maybe there's more out there. I don't know. I was waiting for another edit from Richard Adams to uh, let us know the, the status of the edit, but uh, it's been 10, 12 if out, years. If
0: you're out there, buddy, let us know. It's been a while. Let's... He is us a... there. I mean, I... I... Hope to yeah, i so too. I don't know do that for certain, but I want him to be out there. I want an update. Yeah. I want to know.
1: Come on, Richard. Let us know. We'll give you our contact info in a bit. But uh, first, we'd like to say, Jamal, thanks again for joining us on the show and suggesting Alf the animated series.
2: Um, thank you. Next time I'll remember what I really want to watch. What you really, really want to watch? <laughs> What you really want to watch? <laughs> yeah. He's doing Yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah, 100%, yeah. You know 100%. he was trying to get right you to right the ticket ticket, but bad, it didn't work. Glad I
0: got that.
2: Um,
1: so, so where can the folks out yeah. there in social media land find you and what are you going to be up to over the next couple of weeks
0: oh do you, uh do we want to do recommend or do we want to do whether we oh crap
1: it? yeah i guess we should do that before <laughs> we jump to the end of the show uh i recommend it go watch it it's Alf. come on come on all right sean so <laughs> recommend and if you don't does it get the dip
0: uh i recommend this as well i thought that it was a sort of an interesting addition to the to the alf lore uh, I thought it was interesting. If you're a fan of Alf, and I, I, I was. I actually remember uh, as I was watching the show tonight. I remembered that I had an Alf stuffed animal, and it had one of those like flesh beaks buttons that you oh. could now. God, my! Uh, you would like press a button on the in, like the middle of it, and he would like do a catchphrase. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure that um, wasn't
1: like irritating it, at all.
0: Like, uh, it it mean it wasn't because I was at the point where that show was like at its like peak in popularity and i thought it was really funny uh uh gordon if you could do one he used to say like here kitty kitty here kitty kitty yeah just like that just like just like me being seven again perfect thank you man
2: i did we want to ask him if he wants to recommend his own show
0: uh hey hey good call uh gordon would you recommend your show or we do this thing where we give it the dip which is based off of the animated show who framed roger rabbit where you can erase cartoon that you were in from the annals of history so would you recommend it or would you not
3: recommend it and if you don't recommend it you want to dip it ah, i recommend my own show oh, good watch job. one episode and you'll get cat scratch fever
2: i feel like that was a big setup just yeah i to do feel like that, that was part. a really yeah, big
1: setup i, I really can't even it. follow that up though
0: uh, Dave, how are you feeling about the show,
1: though? I'm going to say I'll recommend it, too. I mean, even if you haven't actually watched the live-action show before, check out the cartoon. You honestly don't need to know what's going on in the live-action show to appreciate this. It was actually a way better quality than I expected. I thought it was just going to be a kind of a crappy knockoff, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, granted, we only got to see two episodes of it, but out of the, what, 26 that exist, and apparently a half-dozen DVDs that are out there, uh, there's there's plenty of content <laughs> to enjoy, so I'd say check it out. Now back to Jamal. Uh, where can folks find you out there and what are you up to over the next couple of weeks um
2: you can find me on social media uh, on instagram where i post on throwback thursday a bunch of photos i took the night before (laughs) um (laughs) hello newman (laughs) oh is a zero uh same for twitter uh you can find me there i don't do much on twitter but you can find about shows and stuff and I'd like to plug the uh, Washington Improv Theater is doing a summer school run from July 13th to August 6th, and I'm in a show called Yearbook. Yeah. Uh, come relive your high school experience, or at least see one of us in the cast portray your high school experience on stage uh, every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. at Source Theater. Again, that's July 13th through August 6th. Very cool. Uh, yeah.
0: Cool.
1: Sean, buddy, what are you up to?
0: Guys, as always, I perform live improv comedy in Washington, D.C., uh, with, for the same theater that Jamal performs at which is Washington Improv Theater with a group that's called Knox, that's N-O-X exclamation point you can check out showtimes and buy tickets at witdc.org. and as always you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. we have
1: all that information up on our website as far as, as long as as far as long as well as long as the internet as, as exists as long and as far as it is the internet so if you, Galaxy, super, it is super close. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been packing for my trip to Melmac. My head's like, not in the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to find me on Twitter, you can do so at DrClawMD. You can also check my work out on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumboer.com. If you're interested in finding out more about this particular show right here, we'd appreciate it if you head on over to Patreon.com slash SaturdayMorningCartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also head on over to our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Check us out on Twitter at MorningTunes. Take a look at Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you have a question for Gordon or just want to give us a heads up, send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. That's going to wrap it up for this special Momakian edition of the show tonight. Next week, Sean, buddy, are we going to take pollution down to zero?
0: Oh man, we sure are. We are. Uh, ah!
1: No, sorry. You what? What? No. That's uh, it's gonna do it for uh, you. There, Gordon. I, I don't
0: think so, Gordon. We're gonna we're gonna get five multicultural kids together with different rings. And uh, man,
1: Gordon Shumway as a planeteer would have been a thing to see. Yeah. What, uh, Gordon? Yeah. Last question for you, um, if we can help it. What, if you were a planeteer, what power would you like to have?
3: The sense of smell of a dog.
1: That's <laughs> a great. What does that ring look like?
3: is it just this is like a dog is
0: a snout a dog like a dog a a dog
3: dog god damn it uh, It's a dog flesh beak i mean i'm just sorry is our cat cafes a real thing what yeah <laughs> cat cafes. there's one here just opened right, up. yeah i'm sure
1: come on down to atlanta really? just opened up it's literally called the cat cafe
3: Oh, or i'm booking
1: my next come on trip down.
0: well we could uh, maybe we could do a swapsies and we stay at your place in Momac and you stay at dave's that'd in atlanta that'd be great oh air c and c yeah Mm-hmm. What's the C? What's the CNC? Cat and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> that's C- that's C&B? I don't think he understands. No, that. they what, spell
1: what breakfast what a, what a with the Yeah, know, it's fine. C there. Okay. I just thought he was talking about CNC Music Factory, and I got real excited. Oh, we're all wrong.
3: We, who knows what's going
2: on in his head? <laughs> I have no you know? idea. Like just jumping in there is a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea.
1: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us for this Mel Mackey, edition of Saturday Morning Cartoons podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.